Welcome everyone to another episode of More Marketing Ideas with me, Fred Gillen, your host, where you will learn from industry experts based on their life's experiences and business processes. So let's get on with the show. In today's interview, I'm going to be chatting with the awesome Rebecca Mitchell. Rebecca is currently one of the directors and co-founders of Awesome Lending Solutions, a boutique mortgage broking operation in the lower North Shore of Sydney. Rebecca has been in finance since she left school in 1994, and after a successful and vast career across all facets of back office lending, she felt she couldn't help in the way that she wanted to, so she became a broker working with a successful national accounting firm from 2008 to 2014 as one of their in-house mortgage brokers. Then the opportunity arose for her to start her own brokerage called Awesome Lending Solutions, where Rebecca remains today helping first-time buyers and first-time investors get into their first home and or investment, as well as helping investors review their portfolio and see where money can be saved and prepare them for the next purchase. She has also discovered her latest passion in helping couples who are going through separations and guiding them through the minefield of either buying out the next partner or buying the new family home. So Rebecca, um, welcome to the show. Um, I've, I've given a brief um, introduction based on your bio and stuff I've found and whatever else, but would you just like to elaborate a little bit and tell us a bit more about, you know, maybe a little bit about your, your lifestyle, your history, you know, what you did, what got you into business, why you're doing what you're doing, and then we can see where the conversation takes us. Sure, Fred. No worries. Thanks for the intro. Really appreciate that and your time time today. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so um, my business started in 2014 um, and we're going you know, for the last eight years. But uh, my, my history, uh, grew up in a in home, you know, had a, had a younger brother, um, who was autistic, so that was a bit of a bit of a challenge. Keep growing up with that, but you know we had our moments. Um, parents got divorced when I was about fourteen, um, so my brother went with my dad, and I went with my mum, and we chugged along as you do. Um, finished high school, didn't get the best marks that I wanted. So what I wanted to do, because what I wanted to do wasn't this. I actually uh, wanted to be a lawyer. Um, <laughs> so, but hey, I still get to help people doing what I do. So the ultimate goal and the end goal is there. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I told, got told by my mother when I finished high school, you need to get a proper job, a nice stable job and a good, good company. Uh, so I went and got a job in Westpac and worked my way through, worked my way through Westpac, um, doing all sorts of various roles in back office and settlements and stuff like that. Moved my way through different banking, non-banking organisations, worked my way through, you know, credit roles and BDM roles and got to a decision where I felt I couldn't help people the way I wanted to help them anymore. So I thought I'd become a mortgage broker and that was 15 years ago. And um, from there on went and helped out my, one of my, my, well, my current business partner. Um, he needed a hand where he was. So I went and Helped him out in an accountancy firm, um, quite a large national accountancy firm as their in-house brokers, and uh, was there from 2008 to 2014 when we started Awesome. So um, that's a little bit about my history, um, why I do what I do. I just like helping people. Um, I, you know, saw, saw what my parents went through when they went through their divorce and, you know, and they didn't get really, neither of them got left with very much out of it. 
Um, my mum was didn't get her first home till she was in her mid forties. So um, I've I've decided I decided there and then that I I wasn't going to let that happen to me. Um, so I worked worked my worked my little uh, little butt off and bought my first home at twenty five. Um, wow. Yeah, so that was a challenge. You know, lived at home till then. Thankfully, um, <laughs> I still contributed. So it wasn't like all my other kid friends at school that got to put their board away and their parents saved it. My actual board went to the household. So paid board, had a part-time job, worked my way around and saved up my pennies and yeah, bought my first house at 25. So that's an amazing accomplishment. Like, cause it, I mean, you know, most kids now at, at 25 were just out partying or, you know, yeah. either gaming or doing something similar. So they exactly. don't think about that. So, so like when you said you bought your first house, what what actually encouraged you to do that? What was your thought patterns around that? Um, wanted to move out of home, <laughs> um, but also wanted to get get my foot in the door and, and get a future behind me and and get. Yeah, I was a real firm believer, even at, at that age of of property. Property is a good good um, asset to have, and that's yeah. I, I didn't want to be paying. Then I thought rent money was dead money. I've got a different opinion of it now. But back then I thought it was dead money. So I was like, no, I want to move out of home. I want to move into my own place, something that's mine and something that's security behind me for the future. Um, it's an interesting comment you said. That, but I just want to go back to when you said like you worked for ANZ as a BDM. So for a lot of the, like I know what the term means, but for a lot of the, the listeners, it probably mm. doesn't, meaning in and going you know probably went over the top didn't uh, really grab it but like in that role what what did it was a bdm and, and what did you actually do yeah so bdm is a business development manager uh, and as my role as business development manager is a little bit different to other business development managers the, the traditional role of a business development manager is you have you build the relationship with brokers um like myself um and basically liaise with them and the bank and act as the the go-between for any help and assistance and just building that relationship so that that lender is the preferred lender for you as a mortgage broker. Um, but my role as a business development manager was actually um, liaising with other brokers that worked for ANZ and helping them with their business. So it was more specifically centred around just the ANZ brokers and getting more business from them and helping them drive their franchises to better performance. So, so I'm guessing in that role, you, there would be an educational component in that where you would help like brokers understand the processes and how to get leads and do yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, who they need to communicate with, who, who they need to get as referral partners and all of that stuff. That's right. That's exactly right. So, um, yeah, a lot of education, a lot of, um, you know, workshopping ideas and going out on the road with them. Sometimes I did that as well, where they were going to meet people. So or meet people that they potentially wanted to get some business from. So I would go out on the road with them and help them with that and just add that extra level of comfort for the referral partner they were trying to get on board. And, and the, like I said, that was obviously a great training ground for you as well because, like, you got to practice and somebody else was paying you. So it was a good move. Exactly. Yeah, definitely was a great intro into doing what I do now for sure, definitely. So with COVID, like, I, I, you know, I, I've got a, a reasonable understanding, I think most people will, about what a mortgage broker, not what the back end, not what they do at the back end, but what they do at the front end. And that's like they go out, they meet people, get all the financial details, uh, and they work out the best, hopefully work out the best loan for them and, you know, put them into the right package or whatever. But um, with COVID, everybody was locked down 
with COVID. Uh, so you couldn't really get out to meet people. So how did you pivot or what did you do? Um, so basically we pivoted our business to go more online. Um, a lot of the lenders before COVID weren't accepting digital communication with clients or digital face-to-face -face Zoom calls or anything with clients. But um, with COVID and obviously not being able to see people face-to-face because -face, you get COVID, um, we were able to pivot and do a lot more online and Zoom calls were being accepted as actual face-to-face -face meetings with clients and digital signatures, you know, like Adobe and you know, PDF and, and things like that were accepted by the lenders. And DocuSign is another one that we use as well. Um, and the lenders were, were more appreciative and accepting of that. So that really helped us pivot, not only for the existing clients that we deal with, but getting, getting our name around the country as well, because we could deal with all, all, um, all different states, not just in New South Wales when that happened. So I guess that was a, a bit of a positive to have come out of COVID. We've got to open up the open up our, our doors to the country a little bit more for that side of things anyway. <laughs> and so does that mean of what you, you like, you invite clients to a Zoom call or similar to what we're, you know, um, although we're recording this on Zoom, uh, but yeah. people will be listening to the audio. Uh, so you would get people on a Zoom call and then express, you know, whatever ever advice you had for them at the time. That's right, yeah. So we would get them on a Zoom call and find out what they were looking for and how we could help them. And, and then we'd, you know, follow that with another Zoom call, go through their options and, and you know, the choice of lenders that we were recommending and, you know, make, let them make the decision or we would recommend one of those lenders and we'd do all that on the Zoom call and, and then get them to sign the paperwork afterwards. So I know that you, one of your, I suppose, niches that you work in is the new home buyers. Yes, Right. So what made you move down that path? Um, what made me move down that path is that I feel, well, everyone focuses on, oh, you know, first-hand buyers are, are awesome. Um, a lot of mortgage brokers don't tend to like dealing with first-hand buyers because they, they're perceived as being a lot of hard work because um, there's a lot of education and a lot of hand-holding and guiding them through everything and every step of the way. Because um, it's the biggest decision of their life. They have no idea, not necessarily they have no idea what they're doing, but they, they don't know what to expect. They don't know what to ask. They just, you know, they know they want to buy a house and they want someone to help them get that goal, get that dream. Um, so that's where I, I saw a, a niche and a passion of mine was you know, just to help people guide them through all that process and, and, you know, cut through any red tape that they think might be in the way of stopping them getting them into their first home. Even when it comes to some of my clients come to me and, you know, I've got these, these savings, I don't know what to do with it, it's not enough to buy a home. And I just explain all the different, you know, government assistance that there is out there for them to get them into that home and, you know, just sort out their budgets and sort out their spending plans so they know that it's going, it is achievable for them. It might not be achievable for them right now, but in three months, you know, the world's their oyster and away they go. So that's what I, I enjoy dealing with first home buyers. And, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of uh, people don't realise, that mortgage brokers, um, in a, a lot of times, they, they give people a lot of education as well, because it's not like it's not as though if you walk into a, a and meet somebody and you can't get them alone that you walk away, right? No. You'll actually set them up with the right tools and education and everything else, so it will help them eventually get that loan if it's achievable. Right. So if you could look at what they're spending and what they're, so I assume that's similar to what you do with, with everybody you meet as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, I, you know, if I get a client saying, you know, oh, God, I don't know where my money's going. I don't know how I'm going to ever save this deposit. And we, we look at their expenses. We sit down, we go through a budget, we put a plan together and say, look, you know, 
This is how, you know, when do you want to get into the home? Like three months, six months? Okay, so this is what we need to do. This is what you need to, you know, need to budget for. And this is how we're going to get there. And that's, and just keep in touch with them, you know, keep making sure they're on track and, and just constantly just, you know, being that helpful, you know, hand and, and guiding hand and ear to, to listen to their concerns and just get them into that, into that good spot. So if, if you were, like, if we've got any new prospective new home buyers, like uh, listening to this, what would be the one tip that you would give them before they go and see a broker or a bank? Yeah, the one tip that I would give them is look at your expenses, give, write yourself a budget, um, see where your money's going, and then that way you can look at your picture and go, oh, my God, I'm spending this much on soft drink, coffee, tea, whatever the case may be cream cakes um <laughs> you know and just get that all written down on paper because then it will give you a better understanding of where your money's going and what you need to do and any lender and any mortgage broker would re will really appreciate that because it's a it's the, the the foothold of everything so so like when you talk about a budget you're just talking about a list of what they're like their current expenses so it's not like working a budget out for the future no. it's no. like yeah it's the current expense of whatever they're spending money on and yeah. whether it's netflix yeah. and stan and all the other stuff exactly right i had a client you know come to me recently and they had oh i don't even remember now it was like 10 different streaming services they had netflix stan foxtel hulu disney paramount they had everything and i said to her i turned around and i said do you realize how much you're spending on these streaming services and she said no, I had no idea, and we're hardly ever home to watch TV. So away we went and cancelled some of those subscriptions because they just weren't getting used, and just money. Just you could spend like a hundred bucks easily a month on all the various subscriptions, and that's hundred dollars that could be going in your deposit account for your home. Yeah, because I think one of the one of the things and um, that's changed in in the industry is that now the banks actually really do a deep dive into your bank statements and you know where the money's going and if you're going to the racetrack or if you're going to Dan Murphy's a lot or if you're going to the betting shop a lot can really impact on your business. So if they're looking at those statements, how far do they go back? Like how long would it take somebody to clean their mess up? Um, generally, they go back for three months um, is what they look at. So. If they come to me and I'll, and I'll analyze them and, you know, cause I, I do, that's part of my role. I collect their bank statements for the last three months because I know that's what the lenders are going to look for. And I'll, and I'll have a look. And if I see someone spending money, you know, three or four withdrawals at the casino or, you know, they're putting money on this sports bet account or that, I'll tell them to stop it <laughs> or cut back um, because the lender's not going to look at it favorably. So then they've got a couple of months to clean that up. And then we, we start from, from that that period of time and we've got a lot cleaner statements and they're they're more attractive to the lender so that's a that's a golden nugget for anybody listening right now right for sure. so you know like look at what you're doing and change it if, if you're going for a loan but uh more importantly like have a chat to you so you can actually analyze it and you know work out what's the best way to fix it and if you can't get it now we can revisit it in in three months that's exactly right that's exactly right that's, that's part of what i do and what i, I enjoy because it's it's helping and giving advice without giving advice because I'm not allowed to. Um, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, yep. it's getting people into that home that may not otherwise think they can. Uh, the other question I've probably got, um, and I'm just thinking out loud here, but um, like brokers are out there, but so are the banks. So will people get a better deal if they go direct to the bank? Or why should they use a broker? Yeah, look, why, why you would 
my recommendation on why you would use a broker versus a bank is that if you go to the bank, you're getting just that bank's products. So say, for example, you go to the Commonwealth Bank, you're only getting the products that Commonwealth Bank have, and they may not be suitable to your situation. So going to someone like myself, a mortgage broker, we have access to multiple, multiple different banks' products. So we can find a solution and, and, a, and a product that would suit your needs at this present time and in the future. So it's, it's not a cookie cutter product for you. It's actually one that's thought through and analysed and fit, fitted for your circumstances as opposed to the cookie cutter response you'd get from a bank. And there's always a comparison. I mean, if you recommend something that, like, that the, you know, the individual can always compare with other stuff, which they, they should do anyway, um, oh, sure. just to make sure you're giving them correct advice, which I don't doubt you do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, best interest duty, you got to you got to do all that kind of stuff. So um, I always recommend at least three to four different lending products um, from various, if, if, if that's, you know, if they're available from various institutions or a couple of the different products from the one institution. Again, it's just a matter of, yeah, looking at, at the needs of the client and um, what's going to suit them now and forward, moving forward. Now, we spoke about first home buyers and, and mainly up till, till now, but I'm assuming that you all also do just normal, um, you know, somebody refinancing, for example, or do you do commercial as well, or is it purely just domestic? Yeah, my, my, my niche is residential lending, so I will do first home buyers, um, refinances, and, and, you know, if they're going through property settlements where they need to buy their new family home or buy out their ex-partner, um, that's where I predominantly position myself, um, but I can do commercial lending asset lending, personal loans, um, you know, those kind of lease agreements and things like that, um, shadow mortgages, nevaded leases. I do, I can do anything pretty much. There's nothing I can't do, but my passion and, and preference is for residential lending. So, yeah, refinance is where I can save a customer on their monthly repayment when they don't even realise sometimes what they're paying in interest rates. Um, I, I love doing that too. So, yeah. And... Oh, oh. Um, there's also the opportunity for investors as well? Yes, definitely. Got a lot of clients that, um, and, and, you know, seeing those clients build up their property portfolio for their retirement is a really rewarding process. Um, so we've, we've talked about you as a mortgage broker, but where do you see yourself in the next, and I'm not going to go out five years, but I'll say 12 months, right? So it gives you a bigger opportunity. So where do you see yourself in the industry in the next 12 months? Um, I'd like to see myself in the industry as being an expert in my field. Um, you know, I'm, I'm network, I've only started doing my networking in the last few months, as you would probably know, um, and I'm getting recognised, so it's really great when I go to events. I'm like, I see you on LinkedIn. I know who you are. Um, so I want to get that a bit more. Yeah, a bit more recognition as the expert in the field so that not only do clients come to me, but other mortgage brokers come to me when they can't solve a problem. That's that's where I see myself. Now, when we when we were in the green room, you actually um, talked to me about a specific niche that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, based on the discussions that we had in the green room, uh, I mentioned to you that, yeah, my my recently discovered niche or passion is um, helping people who are going through divorces and where they need to either make a fresh start and buy that new family home or buy out the ex-partner to stay in the family home because the kids want to stay in that family home because it's all they've ever known. 
um, because it's something that I feel is a forgotten area of lending and a lot of mortgage brokers don't want to deal with it because it would be deemed as too hard and too much emotion involved. And, yeah, there is a lot of emotion involved, but think of the reward for the client. They get their fresh start, you know, they, you know, everything is amicable theoretically, financially, and away we go. And who are they going to turn, turn to when it's all finalised? They're going to turn to you because they're going to become a raving fan. And um, I, I really want to see those people getting a fresh start and helping those people through a really difficult time. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. And, and I just had a thought about that because it's like um, you've obviously got personal split ups or divorces or whatever, you, or separations, whatever you might want, but you've also got business separations. And in some cases, mm -hmm. like somebody's got to buy the other partner out. So yep. is that something that you'd be able to help somebody with, like get equity out of the home or, you know, yeah, help sure. them? Yep. Definitely. Yep. We've done that in the past or I've done that. I've helped people with that where they're, you know, they're, they're splitting up a business. You know, they're both going in different directions or whatever the case may be. Um, if they've got some equity in their home, most definitely they can release that to help buy out the ex-partner if that's what they want to do. Amazing. Amazing stuff. So the one-stop shop. And that's Rebecca. what I can be. Well, that's yep. what I am. Yes, that's my goal. <laughs> so have you got any, like, as, a, as a, just a final comment, have you got any um, general advice for anybody seeking finance? Call me. Great advice. Great advice. So how did they get in touch? So, but that's yeah. obviously a great segue. How um, did they get in touch with you? So, yeah, the best contact to get me on is either Facebook, um, just my personal page, Rebecca Mitchell, just shoot me a, a direct message on there or give me a call on 0412-481-983 and I'll be more than happy to give you a hand. Amazing and uh, really appreciate your time. Thanks no for worries. joining me and I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right. Take care. Have a great you one. Me too. Well, now it's time for a word from our sponsor. And right now, that's me, Fred Gillen, your host of More Marketing Ideas Podcast. Yes, just like you, I'm in business and I'm here to help. If you would like to have a free, no obligation consultation with me to see how I can work with you and your business to help you attract more clients, pre-qualify them and build your business, then simply reach out to me on Facebook Messenger at m.me forward slash more marketing ideas so it's that easy just reach out let's get together and uh, see what we can do to help grow your business it's regular at more marketing ideas podcast take care and have a great day